The sun was a burning eye that glared down upon the world below. It heated the sand dunes beyond the walls of the city, and inside it baked the stone roads and houses, and seared the tents and people. Sweat rarely had a chance to linger before it vanished in the heat, and yet there was movement. Caravans, composed of camels and horses, entered and exited the grand city constantly, and money and goods passed in great quantities between merchants. The stink of beasts and men filled the air with a pungent aroma that lingered, even as spices and perfumes fought against it. The shouts of vendors hawking their wares reverberated alongside haggling buyers trying to get just a few coppers off the price tag. It was barely controlled chaos that devoured any chance for peace and quiet. For Saluda, the great kingdom in the Golden Desert, this was just another day in the capital of Kalrenshah, mighty seat of the Sultanate and city of golden dunes that drew wealth and dreams to it like a magnet. For a certain visitor, however, it was a messy and dirty annoyance that would have been avoided if she could help it. But there were some things that had to be done in person. Striding through the maze of stalls and stores that dominated the centre of Kalrenshah, largest city in the hot and sandy nation, was a tall, older woman whose dark brown hair was streaked with grey. She wore subdued, light-coloured clothes that were proper for a female merchant or lesser noble, and her flinty eyes shot glares at every person who tried to impede her way. An aura that repulsed even the most hardened of the bazaar's merchants followed her, and the people kept well away from her stinging tongue and pitiless gaze. Although there were countless sights and novelties along her path, not one distracted her or caught her eye. Her purpose was absolute. Her will was ironclad. She had revenge to plan, after all. Her destination was a simple stall, little more than a cart with a tarp pushed into an impromptu awning. Judging from the smell, it was a food vendor of some sort. It was nestled in a corner of the famous bazaar, where people passed by it to get to other places. Public, yet out of the way. A perfect spot to meet people, if you didn't want many rumours to spread. Barely noticeable on the side was a faded drawing of a black cat. The woman hid a vicious grin. Yes, this was the place. There was a man standing behind it, a native of Saluda, easily recognised due to his swarthy tanned skin and the turban that hid the majority of his hair and head. He looked up, and when he saw the foreign woman approaching, he gave her a short bow before hurrying off somewhere else. A few more steps brought the prideful woman to the tucked-away stall, and she folded her arms in an imperious manner as she observed the abandoned area. Don't you know it is rude to keep a woman waiting and then change the location of a meeting at the last minute? she demanded, staring at the empty stall. Within it, the darkness seemed to shiver slightly. We had to make sure you were who you claimed to be and that your money was not fey gold or some trick. Such actions take time. From the depths of the shadows around the stall, shapes began to thicken and grow more defined. It was an unsettling sight, but she would not be intimidated. The voice that called out to her from within had a scratchy echo to it as well, likely meant to impress or impose a degree of respect. Her glare only hardened, and she refused to flinch. Are you willing to take this contract, then? The woman demanded, as the shadows moved and became solid. A pair of human men, 
both wearing white robes and turbans, stepped out from their hiding spot and looked at the person who sought their services. Each was unremarkable and had no memorable features. That was to be expected, of course. In their line of work, it was best to hide your true appearance no matter what. They shared a look before returning their eyes to the older woman. The money you've offered is no small sum, the first of the two began. He was the shortest of the duo and had black hair and an unkempt beard. His stance was loose, but his posture was ramrod straight, as if he could burst into action at any moment. His eyes were sharp and calculating. And given who the target is, it is fair recompense. Still, there are a few issues we wished to discuss before accepting the commission. First off, your notes stated that she has as a guardian a, a slime, yes, the woman said. Her haughty attitude was put on hold for the moment. And such a creature is worth the extra retainer fee for its death? The short man pushed, disbelieving. It survived triarch effect poisoning and has a confirmed kill against a member of the World Rebellion. Neither of those are feats a mere animal could pull off. The rumours and intelligence I have gathered also claim it has gained the ability to talk and reason. A slime it may be, but it is a fierce protector and sees the target as a saint, given how it acts for her protection. The tall woman sneered her words as she thought of the times it had interfered. So, the pet must die if the target is to be taken care of, the taller man asked, speaking for the first time. His eyes were vacant and glassy, his words distant. But there was no doubt that he could still swing that sword he had strapped to his waist with masterful skill. Their potential employer nodded. Yes, it has foiled several attempts on its master's life already. It has to die for daring to interfere in my revenge, if nothing else. If it must die, then it will. However, if we do so, do we have the rights to its corpse? Do as you wish. I don't care if it turns into solid gold after you kill it, or is the source of the elixir of life. Just make sure it is dead and disposed of. What you do with its remains are up to you to decide. However, the target's body must be dealt with as I stipulated, the sour-faced woman stated, a glint of cruel madness dancing in her eyes for a brief moment.